And welcome everyone to the Jeanette Byro podcast. I am so thrilled to have you guys here joining in as we dive into the world of expanding consciousness. I am a medium, a channeler, and this podcast is an outlet for me to share messages from the Ascended Masters to light beings to archangels and more. And especially, I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, as always, so much for joining me on the show. Now, today I want to dive into the concept of karma. I have talked about this before, but this was a question that came up on when I was doing the Q&A podcast, and I wanted to save this question for a podcast itself because even, even with everything I'm going to explain as I understand it, I have to say this too is a concept that we are still somewhat limited on understanding exactly how it works. We're trying to take a non-linear concept and make it linear by defining it as one thing or another. So what I can do is give examples of things that I understand about it to allow you to make your own judgment or maybe help facilitate you making your own thought or judgment or perception of it. Because I really think so much of our reality and the way that we perceive it is based on our own thoughts, things that are mirrored to us, our experiences. And those can be really different for each and every one of us. So I say all of that because talking about karma is a big topic. There are some people that say that karma or the wheel of karma is a very real thing. And then there are others that say it is absolutely not a real thing, that everything is uh, simply a manifestation of our mind and we create what it is we experience, period. That's it. It's all happening in the now. And there are parts of that that I do agree with. I think there is so much that we can create from where we are in the now, but also transmute and heal from where and we where we are in the now. And some of that means we can go back into past experiences and change them. We can heal ancestral lines. We can be the ones in an experience or say a family line for some people where we stop the cycle of something, right? This cycle that keeps running through the energetics of that family line. So in one way, we can stop a wheel of karma for a greater collective, say a family collective, by being a change maker, seeing something differently, doing something differently, changing something purposefully. But to say it's simply that, I don't think is the full picture. Because let's go back to, you know, what I learned when I had my NDE and also, you know, the many different ways that other spirits have explained it to me, which is the concept of our our life path and our design. So when we're on the other side, we essentially, with our spirit team, our council, our spirit guides and family members and friends who are going to be in this lifetime, we create a blueprint. And you guys have heard me talk about this many times. In that blueprint, we create a general sense of what I'll call destiny of what we want in our life. And within that, there are specific lessons that we put in for us to experience specific things we want to move through to grow and expand 
uh, overcome so that we can gain the wisdom of that. That becomes deep soul wisdom. And when we create those destiny points, we create them based on the fact that our soul wishes to take it on so that we can then kind of not need to experience that again in the same way, but in a way that it will most likely give the soul-based wisdom needed for the next incarnation. And I'm going to expand on that in, in just a moment. So we create those destiny points. We also create in that blueprint these kind of forks in the road or a choice point, where sometimes the choice point choice point can be where we choose to live or cross over. But sometimes the choice point is where we're at a fork in the road and we're really being asked in that moment, who do you want to be? Do you want to go to the left, which is probably going to be leading you to repeat a pattern? Maybe we could call that a karma. Or do you want to go to the right, which is going to need you to dive deep and do something different, choose something different. Think in a different way, grow in a different way, heal something. And those choice points really help dictate where we go next on our path. So when we hit those choice points, sometimes we can change that wheel of karma by closing it. We can change that repeated pattern by doing something different so it doesn't cycle again. And that's when we go up on the spiral of ascension. That's when we see something from the same or see a similar event, but from a higher perspective. And when we changed, choose to do something different, we change it. And so those, those forks in the road are really based on free will. Now, free will is the very human nature of our choices. So from our higher self, soul perspective, with our counsel on the other side, we choose to have certain things happen or a certain theme. And then when we come into human form, We also have free will of the human consciousness to choose what we're going to do based on those things. And it is free will that can really create karmic loops, if you will, or end them, because that is up to us to decide what we want to do. And so some people will continue to decide to do things or take actions that don't better their situation which then just entrenches that karmic loop over and over. Now, some people think it is a karmic loop. Some people would say that simply making decisions in the present moment, like I was saying before, that perpetuates a behavior. And really, it's up to you on how you want to label it. That's not what's important. It's more the cycles and the patterns you're seeing in your life. Do you like them or do you not? If you don't like them, what can you do to change it? Because they're in your life for a reason. You're, you're learning something from it. If you're not enjoying what you're getting from it, then it's like, how can you change it? What can you do different to create a different pattern? That's where we have this really neat balance between our higher soul self and our human self. And the two of them really need to work together to move through uh, these patterns. So that's my general kind of explanation of karma. Now, in terms of how does uncleared karma follow a soul, this is really interesting. Now, the best way I can explain that is the experience of earth life, our experiences here are really based on understanding the light and the dark. 
of something, two sides to it, understanding the polarity, because when we understand or experience both sides, we can gain wholeness, right? We can gain a greater compassionate heart because we can understand in some form why people will choose to do a certain thing, whether we experience the exact same thing or we observe somebody else experiencing it, or we, you know, learned a lot about it. Somehow we gain a greater compassionate heart when we judge less because we understand something about it. We tend to judge things we don't understand in general. Again, I want to say these are general ideas. So what the soul will often do is if there was something really significant in one lifetime in which um, they then passed and it was unresolved, oftentimes from that higher self perspective, when they're meeting with their counsel again, that spirit view is very different than the soul human view. And I really recall that difference in both experiences of myself on the other side. I had a much greater view of the amazingness of this earth life. And then me on this side has the view of the, you know, the struggles that we can have in earth life and how sometimes they're so frustrating. But if I look at it from my spirit view, I can see the beauty in what I'm learning in it, right? So there's those two sides. So when we get back on the other side and we're ready to come into another earth life and we're reviewing what we did in the last one and what we want to learn in this one, oftentimes something that's unresolved, it's not complete, the soul from that higher perspective will choose to come back in and repeat certain things. They will bring in a similar situation um, or the oppositional experience of that situation to give them context as a soul. So that's where we could see sometimes karmic balancing coming in. So for example, um, and this is a very simple example, say somebody comes in and they have a lifetime where they're very, very um, rich. They have tons of abundance and they never needed to need or want for anything. It was just simply there and they never really learned the concept of working for something they may then choose to come into the next lifetime to balance that out by having less than always not quite being able to, you know, make ends meet because it's, it's balancing out the soul's experience. So in that one human lifetime, that's a very hard human lifetime, but it's giving that person an experience of balance from a soul level. And it can be in reverse too. It could be that they come into a very affluent life because the lifetime before they had nothing. Right? So it's more to consider is how would something balance out? So again, if it's uncleared karma, somebody could come in with the oppositional experience to make amends or a repeated experience, hoping that their soul will find a different way through it to understand it. So really, it's just a balancing of experience for wisdom. So then the next part of that question was, does the soul pay a price or live an experience of a kind of hell? Well, essentially that also is answered by what I said before. The soul will kind of decide what they feel would help them to balance their experience. So again, it's not some man uh, or God-like figure sitting in a chair saying, I judge you with this, therefore you must go back and experience this. It's usually the soul that is like, wow, holy, from this perspective now, now that I'm not caught up in the human ego and the warped mindset that I had, can I ever see how my actions affected people? And I need to make that right. So in some cases, that person might come back in in a lifetime with some of the people that they affected, 
But in that next lifetime, they're going to come in as someone that, you know, uh, works for that person or is an aid to that person or has to help that person. Something that changes their position of power, potentially, um, or authority or something like that. Again, it's to balance it out. So there is deep learning in that. And most often it is the soul that will choose what they think will work best. And I have to tell you that when I've spoken to many different souls on the other side, the amazing amount of understanding they have for their actions and how they affected people is immense. It's immense. We can't really run away from anything from how we are in this lifetime, but it also doesn't mean that when we get to the other side, we're being judged for everything. Everything is held in a level of compassion because you know our guides on the other side have moved through a lot of the stuff that we're going through, which is why they get to be a guide, right? That's why they, they energetically whisper those intentions or intuitive insights into our ear to help guide us to make the best decision for ourselves, but they're also gonna support us the best they can when maybe we don't make the best decision because they've been there. And so this is what's really interesting. So the soul will really, you know, choose based on their whole self-knowledge on the other side, what fits best. Now I want to clarify what I mean by whole self-knowledge. When we come into a human lifetime, and I, I have shared this many times before, but when we come into a human lifetime, a piece of the pie of our whole self, so if we envision our higher self or our whole self, depending on how you like to consider it, as a pie, and we cut a slice of that pie, comes down into consciousness as a human, we are always connected into that higher self. When we cross over, we connect back fully and merge fully with our higher self. So we have the understanding of all of our soul's experiences in different incarnations, and it's from that perspective that we decide what lessons or destiny pieces we want to experience back in this lifetime. So that's the way that essentially I could say karma follows people is the soul reflects on its own actions in human form and chooses what would be best to balance out that understanding. And the balancing could come in several lifetimes in a row of repeating something, right? So say somebody was really bad in one lifetime and affected a lot of people, they may come back in many lifetimes in a row of being, you know, kind of stuck in the underbelly of experiences, the negative experiences, never quite making it, always having to try really hard, maybe failing many times over. It could be because they're balancing out um, a more impactful experience where they weren't so good before. But now I also want to say that for those of you that listen to that and think, oh man, I'm struggling in this lifetime. I must have been horrible before. That doesn't mean that either. Your soul may be desiring to understand a certain piece of your journey, not because you're you're paying a karmic due or a balance to it, but simply your soul was like, I want to know what this is like and how I can be innovative to get myself out of it. Because maybe that'll create an innovative idea that actually helps humanity or helps my family line or helps my descendants or whatever that may be. Again, that's why it's so multifaceted. So then the next question came, um, how, how does this follow them into their next reincarnation? If so, what does that look like? How do, how do the deeds of 
something so horrible affect the higher self. So like I said, the higher self will choose what comes in. Um, they will choose what is next, what is the next best thing for that soul. And again, like I said, that could be through many different lifetimes of experiencing hardships to balance it out. But as well, the higher self can also decide that when that fragment of the soul passes, crosses over, the person dies, and they're on the other side, their higher self may actually keep their soul on the other side for a long time, eons, centuries, millennia, eons, who knows, until the soul is more healed and then can come back in a greater aspect of balance. Because sometimes what can happen through really traumatic situations is souls can actually fragment and part of the soul can, again, I'm going to use this term loosely, but can get lost or stuck in a residual energy in a different dimension of time and space. So again, this is mind bending, but this is part of it. So sometimes there is deep soul healing that has to happen on the other side um, for that particular energy, and that can take a long time. And so that's when you have the case of death walkers, like I mentioned in my book. Uh, if you guys read my book, Avalon to Aurora, there's a section on death walkers. And death walkers are these energies that can walk essentially between realms and help bring soul fragments back together. If a soul is so fragmented on the other side that even once the person crosses over on the other side, there are still other soul fragments missing, those death walkers, which I guess, I mean, again, they have such an ominous name, but that was the name they gave me. They will help find those soul fragments and bring them back so that the soul can heal into wholeness on the other side. Because traumatic experiences can fragment a soul or fracture a soul is another word for it. So that can create, again, this long-term healing that happens on the other side before they come back in. So there's many ways that this can play out. And again, like I said in the beginning, this is just a fraction of our understanding of how it works. But what I do want to say is that our guides are always helping us so much through our journey of the highs and the lows, and they're not judging us. They are seeing our choices and you know, kind of gathering the intel so that when we do cross over, we have absolute clarity of how we were and how that affected people. Not just in the bad though, karma can be a beautiful, good thing too. I mean, if we did a lot of great things in this lifetime, um, that can have massive ripple effects into the next lifetime, right? And even for some souls I've seen too, and I, I want to end on this just because it just really helps round out the picture. Some souls that have, say, gone through a couple lifetimes of experiencing hardships, maybe simply for soul experience and wisdom, or maybe they're creating balance from a way previous lifetime, they may then come into a lifetime that is simply a resting lifetime. And that's people that choose to come back to earth to just enjoy the goodness of it. And those are people that often come in and they live a really long life. They rarely get sick. They are financially abundant. It all just aligns. It kind of works. It just, you know, life is just good. And then they die in their sleep at 99. And they really didn't go through deep, deep, deep hardships. They might have had some learning pieces, but their life was really about alignment. 
that soul may come in in that way to balance out the hardships of many lifetimes in a row. So it's really neat to see. And so one thing I would encourage you guys to do when you're reflecting on not only your own life, but other people's lives that you're seeing is, you know, thinking there's so much more to the picture of this person that I'm seeing incarnate right now. There's so much more than just this lifetime. There are lifetimes before that have led them to this moment and this time. And they are, you know, trying their best with what they know in that moment to make a free will choice that at any point can change the trajectory of their life. So if we can remember that, we can look through a lens of compassion. It doesn't mean we don't set boundaries if we need them, but we can set a lens of, look through it with a lens of compassion because that can really help us not take on the judgment of other people's journeys, but also our own journeys. And it can really help us embrace the times where we have done really good things and the times maybe we look back on our choices and we're like, what the heck was I thinking? All of that entwines into making you who you are and giving you the knowledge that you have now in this moment. That is a powerful thing. So I want to end with that fact that it does come back to the now and it does come back to the present moment because it's from the present moment that we continually have the opportunity to change the trajectory of where we're going to close out some karmic loops, to open up some new beautiful experiences that can feed back in higher frequencies. So I think that was a beautiful question. Thank you so much for asking it. And uh, I hope that answer helps to kind of color the idea of karma for you all. And uh, yeah, so I will leave that with you guys. Thank you again, as always, for joining. And I do want to encourage you all to check out avalonspirit.com. We have many different courses, offerings, personal journey guides on there, as well as the Oracle card deck that we've created, the Awakening Avalon Oracle card. Um, Anytime that you guys support Avalon like that, that helps support me in bringing through this free content, which I love doing so much. It's so much fun. So I just want to thank you all for your support. And I will see you guys again next week. Have a good rest of your week. 